What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. It is Fightful.com. It is December 5th, 2021. This is our NXT War Games post-show. And this is my first NXT pay-per-view post-show in three and a half, almost four years because I've been on the media calls or I've been in the same city as like every single one for uh, quite some time. So uh, we're here, and I know that some of you are, are partial to the team of Kate and Alex, but how about this? If you want their review, FightfulSelect.com, they're live streaming right now. I mean, don't go over there right now. Hang out with us here. But you do have that option on FightfulSelect.com. I'll tell you a lot more about Fightful Select later. But we've got Denise Salcedo, as seen on <laughs> Fightful.com. <laughs> I was like, are you seriously going to go that direction? Is that the I mean, direction we're heading in today? Are, are, do you think we're really not? Oh, sorry. People are saying that my mic is. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking about that right now. Thanks for telling me. No, I was going to private chat you, but I wasn't sure. Sorry uh, about it's, that, It's Sean. okay. I failed uh, did, you. I, I was literally thinking about your mic in my head before we So is it like, is it, people sure. are saying it's loud? No, Sean, I don't think you're connected to your proper <clears> mic. I think you're connected to your computer audio. How about this? Talk again. Hello. Now you sound pretty low. Oh, Just Jesus talk louder. Christ. Or Denise, you can tell us about your experience doing the uh, <laughs> WWE pre-show. All right. I'll talk about my experience. All right. So here's the full story. So earlier this week, I essentially got a call. I got a call from Connecticut. It said Connecticut in my caller ID. And I thought, well, it's either spam or WWE. And I was like, all right, I'll answer. So, uh, yeah, I got the call. It was very quick. Hey, do you want to come on? And I was like, yeah. And then uh, afterwards, I came on. And I was just, like, just meant to be on for, like, a segment. I think, like, originally I was supposed to be on for, like, two minutes. But they ran late. So, like, by the time that it was, like, my turn to go up, I got I got a, I got a minute. So that was nice. Um, but I tried to get in as much as I possibly could. I was like, talk fast, Denise. Try to get what you can. And then I was like, oh, shut up, Denise. You're talking too much now. Shut up. I think you took up the full minute. And so, um, but, yeah, it was really fun. It was very nice to see, like, all of the support from everybody. Buddy. A lot of people said a lot of really nice things about me. And then I cried like a baby afterwards. And then that was pretty <laughs> much it. I had that's why my that's why we can tell my makeup's all fucked up now because I got like the poofy eyes. <laughs> so I like kind of just like went through it really quick with the Q-tip before this show. Um, and then yeah, that was pretty much it. Like it was pretty exciting. And I oh, but here's the thing that was interesting though, that I was telling you about was that I couldn't hear Sam and Mackenzie the second time around. And I, I couldn't hear what they were saying. And I was like, when it was my turn to talk, I was like, oh shoot just talk Denise I was I I kind of felt like a little bit like oh man I I don't know what's going on but it, it worked out I guess so I, I want people in the chat let me know is my mic You're good. okay okay You're good. I, I'm good I'm good um but I mean Denise you're burying the lead we've got the exclusive footage from the watch along or not the watch along the pre-show that nobody that, that nobody saw where are you going with this, Sean? Here it is. If anybody knows about taking big fat shits, it's me, Denise Salcedo. And I predict that Eichmann Giro is going to take a big fat shit during NXT War Games. 
You know what? I just Den- like, Den- I'm surprised. You were, right. you were right. You made the right prediction, Denise. Honestly, I'm surprised you didn't make that into a blue chew joke. Oh no, they're they're not the sponsor I, today. Athleticgreens.com slash fightful. I've been I've been taking that stuff every day. I feel really good. But NXT war games, my gosh, I haven't even got through the basic plugs. Please leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe. Uh tap the bell for notifications and uh donate a super chat. It it's the little dollar sign at the bottom here. But what we encourage is going to humperchats.com, our wonderful humper chats. That will get your question or statement read on the air. If you got a PayPal, you can use humperchats.com, and we would greatly appreciate it. But, Denise, in all seriousness, we're so proud of you. Thanks, Dad. I appreciate it. We're all so proud of you. <laughs> we really are. <laughs> Hannah, Hannah says, Denise, you did amazing. So proud of you. You worked so hard, and you earned this. Don't let dorks on the internet dull your shine. Well, I, you know, we won't go there necessarily, but if you want to send us money to support Denise, you're free to do that. You're free oh. to do that. <laughs> Just saying. If you want to leave nice, positive uh, reinforcement there for Denise, do that. Uh, and again, Super Chats, Humper Chats, that's the best way to support us. I'll tell you about Fightful Select here in a bit because we had quite a bit of news uh, heading into this, I dropped a feature this past week, Denise, inside NXT War Games, where I had talked to Raquel, uh, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, uh, Alexander Wolf. Uh, gosh, who else? There, there were there were more. There was there were several people that I talked to, and uh, we discussed the process of going into a War Games match, the mentality, and how it can be a star-making performance. I think there were multiple. NXT 2.0 stars who had star making performances tonight. And uh, that was important because what this show was, was an awful lot of foreshadowing. Not the NXT that you know and love is by and large done, but there is a, a great amount of talent here as well. And I thought they did a really good job emphasizing that while also giving a lot of respect to a, a previous generation of NXT. I agree. I actually thought it was the greatest night in the history of our sport. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there, Denise. <laughs> Thank you. I was, I'm, I'm, I was afraid you weren't uh, going to get it. I, was no, I know exactly what go. you're doing. I was like, screw it. I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> Look, Sean, uh, you know what? <laughs> listen, I already said I was proud of you once. I, I'm not going to say it again, but just know uh, the sentiment is there. <laughs> I get a couple of <laughs> Did I break you, Sean? Did I break you? <sighs> you did with two K's. You break me. And Braun right. Breaker was one of those. But let's let's talk about I the... did want to give a serious answer. Okay, sure. Really yeah. quickly. I just thought that I think, you know, after this show, I put out a question asking people what they thought about the show overall. And I think for the most part, I did see a lot of comments where people were saying they got a little bit more than they were probably expecting. I thought that overall, uh, the night, yeah, there could have been some tweaks. And we'll talk about that as we get into some of the matches and get into that a little bit more in depth. But I thought that this was probably one of the best case scenarios for uh, NXT War Games, given the fact that a lot of people have been very, very, uh, really not interested in the NXT 2.0 brand. So this was probably the best case scenario in terms of give people a little bit more than they might have expected. Um, let, let's start off. Well, first off, we've got some super chats and humper chats. Big thank you to you guys for that. 
Marcus says, great job on the pre-show, Denise. Thank you to everyone at Fightful for providing us awesome content. Keep up the great work, you guys. Thank you very much. Um, very easy gig, very fun gig, talking to you guys about wrestling. But Alicia Ellis says, here's some money for sitting through that Bengals game, Sean. Looked like they were right in it. And then did all of a lose? sudden, they did. They did. They were getting their asses kicked They're playing early. the Chargers, right? Yeah. So yeah. you're telling me that my team beat the Bengals and now also my city beat the Bengals. That's all right. It's LA. They'll lose their team like every five years. So who Just gives saying. a damn? Just saying, Sean. So <laughs> it's not looking too good for you. C says, my first time watching an NXT pay-per-view, I enjoyed it. I thought this was a good one. And Nerd Guru says, love this show. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Johnny. Black and gold for life. Wish the full UE was here with DIY to take a bow. Top marks. Well, let's talk about this opening match. Specifically, I want to talk about Cora Jade. The star-making performance in this. Um, Cora Jade is, I mean, my God. If, if you want to focus in on one specific talent and say, okay, she's going to be one, you could do a lot worse than a, a 20-year-old already ready star uh, a couple of, of, of integral things there was that spot out of the corner of the cage it did not go as planned denise but it still looked so badass it looked so good and we'll talk about that particular spot before we talk about the cell that was good you you need spots like that in award games and that's one of the benefits of them taking off the roof I didn't expect that moment from Cora Jade. And yeah, it, the execution of it, even though it wasn't like a 10 out of 10, I don't think it hurt it. If anything, in a way, it kind of added to it. Like, this is something that, you know, not everything's always going to be like prim and polished. You're going in there, you're selling this whole idea of like war games, and she's going out there and essentially like putting her body on the line. So I think that even like, it was a cool spot. I didn't expect her to go out there and yeah. do that. Like, I was kind of taken aback. I was like, oh, shit, I didn't know Cora Jade had this in her. And yeah, we've seen, you know, she has stood out the last, you know, several weeks since NXT 2.0. She's actually been one of the fan favorites in terms of people that people actually like. And so to be able to kind of see her uh, really show a lot in this match. And here's the thing is that this was a star making performance for Cora Jade. But once we actually break down this match a little bit more, I want to give credit to somebody else. And I'll give that to them the second we talk about it. One of the things that I have constantly reiterated that, that, that I like about NXT 2.0 is the company is shitting or getting off the pot with an awful lot of talent. Now, I don't want to see them get off the pot with talent because I don't like to see a bunch of talent cut. But how many times have we seen situations like Malcolm Bivens? How long did it take them to find something real for him? Two and a half years. Uh, Zaya Lee, even though she had that brief run with Tian Shaw, she's just now really about to get her run years and years into this. Uh, Karen Q, uh, who was Mei Ying, years, years. Deanna Peraza was there for like a year and a half. They never found hers. Chelsea Green for a long time. Look, I mean, there, there are so many examples of in the Performance Center, these people who were probably TV ready, just never really get uh, they, they didn't get that opportunity for a very long time in nxt 2.0 like cora jade got signed this year braun breaker got signed this year uh harland even there's so many that were brought in this year um carmelo hayes and and they're they're using them and they're getting pushed heavily 
Oh boy, that cell of Cora Jade sold me a ticket. I thought she was hurt. I was like, oh no, she's she's messed up. Her shoulder screwed up. And it wasn't until EO did the the shoulder relocation spot was was I like, oh my God. I fell for it. I fell for it too. I thought for a second, oh, she's injured. This is, oh, this is bad for her, et cetera. But yeah, it was the same thing once I saw that Io Shirai was, you know, sort of, you know, I don't know, popping in her shoulder back or whatever. That's when I was like, okay, now this is something that is going to go in further into the story. And the reason I also like that is because, again, let's go back to the title of, you know, this war games. All right. When you're at war, you're going to sacrifice yourself. You're going to do things to make sure that you end up coming out on top, that you end up surviving. So them kind of telling the story that she got injured during this match, it held her back and she had to do She had to have an uncomfortable moment where where, you know, Io Shirai essentially puts her arm back in place. I like the way that that essentially carried on during this match and then even more so played into the actual finish. Yeah. Uh, the Io Shirai spot was such a cool one, so different. Cora Jade getting the pin, I thought was was a great bow on it. But uh, what else did you look at from this match? I mean, I, I love Dakota Kai's work. I love them going baseball back, kendo stick to start it off as well. So I will say one thing though. There is there are two things that I think could have been compl- that could have been reworked a little bit in this match though. Uh, the first one is, and I get it when you have two war games on the, uh, on the card. I know you don't essentially want to tell the exact same story. However, I just still feel that sometimes you know when you have your uh, when you have Dakota Kai essentially during the top of this match getting the babyface comeback when she's the heel, that doesn't necessarily work. So that's like the one thing that I wish they would have tweaked that they wouldn't have had you know uh they wouldn't have had the uh the heels essentially get the uh advantage here so that the baby face so uh, excuse me the heels essentially having the advantage and coming and looking you know like it just didn't make sense the story dynamics of this in the beginning did not make sense like dakota kai who was the heel should not have been getting that baby face comeback when she was being attacked two on one that's the one tweak that i wish they would have made also like the other thing that i did like about this match is that they had a lot of good spots they had a lot of action like the action in this match was good it was just a little bit of the story that I wish they would have changed. The finish, I thought the finish could have been, I know what they were trying to do. Like, okay, she essentially steals the win. Uh, Cora Jade, good for her on that. But I did think that given that this is a war games match, I don't necessarily love the idea of getting the win by stealing the finish. So I did think that could have probably been tweaked a little bit too. Um, but I do want to take a second and put over Dakota Kai from this war games match because Dakota Kai took a freaking beating okay like she took a massive beating she had a lot of really awesome spots one of them being when Raquel put her in the damn trash bin and literally like spun her around and like literally tossed her that was freaking awesome because now we've seen the locker spot now we got the trash bin spot that was really cool um Io Shirai obviously being you know Io Shirai having her awesome moments I uh one of my favorite moments for Io Shirai was when she did the uh double stomp I I forgot who it was it might have been when she I forgot if it was Gigi or JC when she put the uh the trash bin cover like on her chest and literally just did the double stomp onto her i really like that 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 was really awesome um there was another thing that I really liked, and now I can't remember, but I really liked a lot of the action. I would have just tweaked a little bit more of the the actual story and lastly, I'm glad that they gave Cora Cora Jade the win though 
Yeah, I mean, they, they've leaned so heavily into Toxic Attraction, and I think Dakota Kai is beyond like anything in which a victory could probably do anything for her. Uh, so so I thought that was the, the right move there. KE775 says, Kaylee Ray is ready for primetime. Hopefully Vince doesn't ruin her. She's so good. Denise, usually what I assume is if they're going to bring somebody over and get them a visa and all that stuff, they're, they're probably going to get them ready for the main roster. Now, I know that's not always the case. Look, Io Shirai is still around, but uh, that, that's what I usually assume. Uh, Brandon Charles Powell says, I didn't. Or, I originally didn't like how the baby faces had the women's advantage, but I like the Cora Jade spot because it could the, put the baby faces at a disadvantage so they would have something to overcome at the end. Uh, I agree with that generally, Denise, but if you always give the advantage to the heels, ah, that becomes really formulaic and, and pointless. They could have done it too. They could have done it a lot sooner as well. In terms of like, for example, they could have had the uh, Cora Jade spot happen maybe a little bit sooner, maybe rearrange the order in which they have the women coming in so that that could kind of been been played during the entire match versus the latter second portion of the match. Volob says, fantastic selling from Cora Jade. She's only 20, and if this is how good she looks now, the future is bright. The whole match didn't work for me, though. I, I really enjoyed it. There wasn't much on this show that I didn't enjoy or I didn't have fun watching. And um, ultimately, with NXT 2.0, it is what its logo is. They throw a whole lot of shit at the wall, and some of it <laughs> sticks, and some of it doesn't. But they're throwing an awful lot at the wall. Rob Reed says, I was unable to watch War Games tonight. I was trying not to die while driving in the snow, but was always, but still always supporting SRS and that WWE shill Denise. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, Daniel R says, just wanted to say hi, almost or almost done with my first semester of grad school. I'm pretty amazed on the PWI at 500 that Gargano was ranked 42. Braun Strowman was 15 spots higher. Do you often follow the PWI 500 lists? Not I don't follow tad. it at all. Not a I, bit. No disrespect to them. It's just not something that I'm I'm concerned with. I'm sure the people that are are ranked are, are very honored, but yeah. Daniel says, no, they're not in the same company, but Moriarty versus Hayes would be great. Any young gun WWE AEW matches you want to see. Um, I think I, okay, you know what? I think uh Carmelo Hayes or Braun Breaker against Darby Allen would be really, really good. I think Braun Breaker and Darby Allen could do something so special together. Since we're talking about Carmelo Hayes, screw it. Carmelo Hayes and Dante Martin, I think, would be pretty spectacular, too. Go. That'd be pretty good. The Denise Slayer says, can't tip much, but just saying that Denise looks spectacular. Thank I like you. the action. <laughs> You know, I didn't even tell you, Sean. So, like for the for the uh for the pre-show, I was like all dressed, like all like you know to the nines. And then like the second I finished that, I was like sweatpants and a sweater. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm gonna come into my. I'm like, I'm not wearing my same wardrobe uh for my fightful post show. So you so you got the jobber outfit. Sorry, Sean. Oh man. <laughs> uh, well, the, the Denise Slayer says I like the action, but didn't really like the colors. My eyes hurt during the show. Oh, I mean. So I don't review NXT. So I haven't been reviewing NXT 2.0. I did the first night, but after that, it's been Alex and Kate Tuesday nights. You all should check them out. They do like a two-hour, if I'm lucky, post-show. <laughs> um, but one of the, the main issues I had with NXT was the same issue I had with Ring of Honor for a long time, Denise. It was bland in the, the colors. Everything was black. Everything was dark. Everything, like, turn the lights on. Show me that people are there. Like, 
don't hide that. Um, I, I understand that for a while there was this this desire to appear as if they were the underground, same for Ring of Honor. But ultimately, you know, after like 20 years of ROH, they're not the underground anymore. They are a company owned by Sinclair Broadcast. Um, and WWE owns NXT, and we know that. They can still be the alternative to themselves while having production values. So I'm glad that they've stepped that up. How have you felt about that that adjustment and that change? See, like, I've been covering NXT every single week, and I have not had an issue with, like, the colors or anything like that. Like, that's never really been something that has bothered me. But then again, I think it depends on, like, the person and how you feel about that type of stuff. Different things bother different people. But, see, I like, like, you know, when NXT was doing the underground, you know, the black and gold, the dark lights and all of that, that never necessarily bothered me. But at the same time, I do agree with you where it's like you can do the underground thing but show your fans I do like that show your fans let let people know that there's people there that's the one thing where I'm like I get like the darkness and all of that but I do think it's good to also show the fans and I've you know had this criticism of like pretty much anybody who ever does that say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We had a bunch of vignettes throughout this night. Tiffany Stratton, uh, MSK, Ike Manjiro, uh, in which he took a shit, quite frankly. Uh, <laughs> we had still my gimmick. Casey and Caden, Draco Anthony, just tons of them. Like tons of these video packages. I like them doing this because there are a whole lot of people, Denise, that do not watch the NXT show on a weekly basis, but they're watching more games. They will be here for the takeover shows or the pay-per-view shows, and here they are. I think it's a brilliant idea to showcase these vignettes uh, on this show. They definitely have to because if you're, like I said, at the top of this show, I I think a lot of people didn't had low expectations or maybe no expectations at all. And I do think that for a lot of people, this show probably definitely over delivered for a lot of people. Obviously, there's still going to people be out there that are a little bit stubborn or going to say like, no, this show did not you know deliver in any sort of way. There's going to have there's going to be people with different opinions. But with that being said, you need to give people a reason to say, hey, this is why you want to tune in on Tuesday. Like we get it. We did a whole entire, you know, brand uh then you know we changed everything but 
we still want to give you a reason to tune in. You like this show? Okay, great. Here are some of the other people that we have in line that we have getting ready. And I know we're not on this right now, but the men's war game match, given that it was, you know, the old NXT versus the new NXT, was a perfect example of getting over your young stars and getting them over and getting people excited about them in a way that does not feel forced because they actually did come across as stars. Orlando says, I saw a commercial for Peacock since I didn't pay the highest price. Buddy, you missed out on Ike Mangiro giving Denise Salcedo a run for her money. Let me tell you. Uh, Nikhil says, you should have had more time on the show, Denise. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, am I not supposed to say that? No, I love that you said that. You should have had more time. But I thought you did really great with the time you had. Yeah, thank you. But obviously, like, dude, like, what's the one thing like we're always talking about, Sean? Or I know I'm always talking about any. It doesn't matter if you get one minute. It doesn't matter if you get five minutes. It doesn't matter if you get 20 minutes of TV time. TV time is TV time. And you make the very best of what you can get. And I I, I tried to do that. So uh, I'm thankful for the minute that I got or like so. And so also, yeah, you never know. There might be more in the future. Pro Wrestling Podcast says, didn't they tell you TakeOver is a banned word now? So I accidentally, accidentally called it a TakeOver. And people were like, it's not a TakeOver. And I'm like, guys, you know what I mean. You know so what I mean. call it NXT pay-per-views? Yeah, it's like, I, I know it's not, but there's literally no difference from this and what what happened in August, except they turned the lights on in the building. That's it. That's the only difference. I would probably, I, I, I can't agree with that statement. There's, there's more differences. Sean. I, I mean, the, the personnel <laughs> there. Sure. There, there's definitely way more differences uh, than just turning on the lights. Uh, Look, we need to come up with a new name because I can't say for some reason, NXT pay-per-views ain't sticking. Like I gotta say something like takeover or something, you know? So uh, Jambeard says, I got to say, half of tonight's show did not feel like a pay-per-view. The two War Games matches and the tag match felt like good to great pay-per-view matches, but the other two and the 1,700 promos or 17,000 promos and ads took it away from me. That's understandable. This was more like a hybrid episode of NXT 2.0 and a TakeOver. This was like right in between that, and I think that's a good combination. I kind of liked it. Um, Daniel R says, not a big deal, but it annoyed me. The ending of the war games match, all this carnage and the ending was a power slam. I would have put the power slam through a table or on a trash can or something. I get it. But to me, a good pin is a good pin and it works. how do you feel about the finish of the men's war games match? Are we moving on or what finish? Uh, do we have I think, yeah, I mean, maybe it was, uh, so yeah, that one needs to be, yeah. Luis needs to apply that to, uh, Sorry, the I just... main event. No, that, that's on me. That's on me. <laughs> I was but... like, what are we talking about? <laughs> so, um, Orlando Arrego says, any word on NXT pay-per-view? I don't see any for 2022. Yeah, there will be. Yeah, if they're, they're doing this uh, on NXT 2.0, they're going to continue to do these. Uh, there's no reason to believe they won't. Hey, Sean, did you see my tweet about your hair? No, I don't give a shit about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. I literally gave you a brand new, like, name. You can start using hashtag stacking scoops. Well, let's talk about that. Cameron Grimes defeated Duke Hudson. Gave him a skullet afterwards. This is fine. If not for the stakes, I probably wouldn't have cared about this match. 
It was all right. It was a fine match. It was okay. I wasn't that interested until the finish, though, and that's nothing against them. It's just there was so much other stuff on this show that I was looking forward to that this was ranking near the bottom. Uh, I love the skullet. That's when haircuts were men, Denise. Do you remember back in the... Well, you probably don't because you're not old enough. In the early 90s, like, Earthquake was 26 years old, and he had no hair up there. Like, he, <laughs> yeah. he was... He was just rocking it. I want that to come back. Like, I love that the Blade does that on AEW. He's just like, screw it. I'm keeping this, but not this. Well, like, you know, certain people say now people just worry about looking pretty. That was a joke. You remember the interview? Remember the Undertaker interview where he said, I was feeding off of your interview, the men were men were men. He also said that now people just worry about looking pretty. He said that. I didn't say I, I, yeah, I, I remember. I remember. I, I so, was trying to add to that. I know. What did you think of the match? All right. So uh, I'll be honest. This was my least favorite match of the night. Um, I thought when this match, well, the, here I'll, I'll point out some pros though. Uh, I like that didn't do any rest holds. Uh, they got right into the action, but I thought that this match was good whenever they had Cameron Grimes on offense, whenever he was the one, you know, doing stuff. I thought that's when the match kind of felt a little bit more exciting. Uh, additionally, I also kind of like, I, I, I was surprised though. I was expecting to have Cameron Grimes essentially be the one to go bald so in a way I do kind of like that they didn't essentially like they went the opposite direction because I kind of felt like it was predictable but turns out that it wasn't predictable this match was just like it was all right for me it was okay it was okay and then we had uh strong versus Joe Gacy so I'm not big on the waving the the cruiserweight limit thing but i think it works for joe clay joe gacy brag or or nagging about inclusivity and and the smarminess of his gimmick i see you looking to say something uh what yeah, do you have in mind? because you brought it up and i wanted to make sure to bring this up so I agree. The whole waving of the uh, the whole wave, it doesn't when you have a belt that is centered around, you know, a certain weight limit and then waving it kind of doesn't necessarily make sense. Would you have liked it better if maybe they would have changed the weight limit of the belt to essentially make it a little bit more uh, acceptable, like in terms of like they can do worked weights as long as you kind of make it a little bit believable? Yeah. I think that would have probably been a good way to sort of work your way around the fact that, hey, we just decided to waive the weight. Well, uh, we <sighs> Pro Wrestling Podcast says, hey, buddy, nothing like two non-cruiserweights wrestling for cruiserweight title, huh? Uh, Strong is a cruiserweight. He absolutely is a cruiserweight. He is under the 205-pound limit. Gacy is not, but Gacy is a fantastic performer. He can work that style if he so needs it. Uh, one of the things that I liked about this was – the uh, the entire diamond mine there, like cheering Roderick Strong on like they are a fight team, like they were there supporting him. I thought that was a good approach to that. This is what I, I want to see out of them. If they're going to treat them like a, a fight team, have them perform like one. And I think that's that's a really good approach. I mean, Ivy Niles, another one that I'm looking at to be really, really good for WWE for a long time. But the match itself... I was like, oh, okay, cool. I mean, a person that looks like Joel Pearl is getting his ass whipped. So that makes me very happy. 
um, yeah, I also want to say that I feel like Joe Gacy didn't like, you know, given the fact that he's one of the new guys, I think it's easy to stick out like a sore thumb. There might have been some other people that I kind of felt stuck out like a sore thumb mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, Joe Gacy did not. I thought he blended in perfectly well into this match and everything that they did here. Um, again, had they just worked around the wave, the wave thing, the weight limit thing, I think it would have been a little bit better. Uh, I did like the spot where they had Harland essentially lift up Ivy Nile. Cause I was like, where are we going with this? Where are we going with this? And, you know, Joe Gacy essentially, you know, talking him out of that. And it's becoming like more so clear. I mean, obviously we kind of already kind of knew this, but it, it is becoming more clear that, you know, the end goal of this is that when Harland is officially ready that, hey, Joe Gacy may not be the one to be like the the one that they're shaping up to be the big star out of this duo, but it'd rather be uh, Harland when he's ready to essentially take hold of that spot on the roster. So uh, that did become a little bit more clear to me tonight. Um, you, That's pretty much it. Like, that's it. I, I, you know, for a second too, I, I didn't really. This was one of the ones where I really didn't know what direction they were going to go into. Yeah, I was, I, I was fearful of, they were going to put the right. title on Gacy. I was <laughs> like, oh no. And I mean, not that I don't like Gacy as a performer. It's just, I, I've been there. I've lived through them doing the put the the cruiserweight title on a non cruiserweight before in other companies. And I just, I just don't need it. I don't like it. It's never good. It's just never good. I was wondering, okay, like if you keep it on Roderick Strong, you're telling me that the end game here is to keep putting on, you know, good matches and you're mm-hmm. going to be able to have those matches with Roderick Strong and anybody that he's essentially in the ring with. Uh, if you give the bout to Joe Gacy, you're essentially telling me that this is going to be more so to continue this story of like uh, the inclusivity. And obviously they're going to continue that, but I wasn't sure if they were going to utilize the bout to A, push forth, you know, good matches with Roderick Strong or B, push forth push push forth more of this uh you know weird story that they're doing with joe gacy and his character so that was one of the things where i was like okay they can go either way here and whatever direction they decide to go in here is going to be uh more so telling of the direction that they're headed in i mean th- this is such a, a stark contrast to the original plans that i had heard for the <laughs> the cruiserweight division uh, towards the beginning of the summer. They, they had some really big plans. They wanted to make it like a more prestigious thing. They wanted to have a perceived upper mid Carter, like Roderick strong, who had been in, in the undisputed era for years competing in like super good matches for it. And then it's like, well, the, the, the match got delayed with Kushida and it never recovered. And then two Oh five live became whatever live. And then, they cut a bunch of the cruiserweights. So it's like, it just, so much of what was planned and what is going on now in NXT, for better or for worse, just isn't isn't the same, uh, isn't happening anymore. Brian Moore says, I have a skullet, long live the skullet. Hey, good for you, I love it. Uh, Jam Beard says, not sure if I missed it, any news on Cora? I, I'm not sure what you mean, like the shoulder? that was, She was working, she was working. Uh, Nikhil says, was Jiro in the toilet totally a Vince segment? No, but it seems like the type of thing that they would love, right? Screw that. It was a Sean Ross Sapp segment. Come on. (laughs) Pro Wrestling Podcast says, any truth to them getting rid of the cruiserweight belt? I've not heard that from anybody, but it wouldn't shock me if they, they like combined it with something else in the future. Sean, why didn't you finish reading that super chat? What one? The one you just read. 
Which one? You didn't get through the entire thing. This one? Yeah, that one. What about Mr. it? Mr. Sap. <laughs> yeah, why? I'm why? sorry. It just sounds hilarious. Oh, come on. Come Mr. On. Sap. My God. Jeff, this is um yeah, I'm I'm not gonna read ones that are meant for Alex and Kate. They can they can read those. Um, uh, but we had a very I don't want to say very surprisingly good. It's just, you know, honestly, when I watch a Von Wagner match, I'm not going in thinking, this is gonna be awesome. Like, no offense to him. It's just not the first thing that hits my mind. And this match was awesome. This match was incredible. I love this match. Kyler Riley and, and Von Wagner did not win. Imperium retained. Uh, Sheldon says, Marcel Bartel coming out wearing the NXT Tag Team Championship upside down made me laugh so much. I wonder how no one gave him the heads up about it. Innocent, innocent stuff there. But they beat the crap out of each other, Denise. And this was really good. All right, so I have like a bunch of different things that I want to say about this. First and foremost, I want to literally just like put over Imperium because, man, I feel like they're the team. And I blame myself for this. Like every time I see them in a match, like they I always love their matches. But for some reason, I tend to forget that immediately afterwards. Like I'm like, oh, yeah, Imperium. Like I don't put much thought into Imperium after their matches. Maybe it's the characters. I don't know. Like, I know I like all their matches. I know I appreciate all their matches and they always sort of blow me away. Right. But then I always kind of forget about them. Like I forget to put them over and I want to take a second to really put them over in this match because I really think that especially Eichner, dude, Eichner went out there and freaking like he was so impressive when he did that freaking like cross body frog splash. I don't know, man, that thing was pretty freaking epic. That looks pretty. That looks pretty awesome. Uh, then he did like a really cool springboard moonsault. I mean, there was a lot of different stuff that he did in this match that for me kind of put it over to another level. However, I will say this. I kind of felt a little bit 50 50 on Von Wagner. And for me, the reason reason why I kind of felt 50-50 on Von Wagner was because there were certain moments where probably two moments that I noticed where he kind of lost himself a little bit in the match. And I, I noticed it because he would like, he kind of had like two moments where he like walked in, walked out and was like, oh shit, like this is like, I kind of forgot what I'm supposed to do. So those two little moments kind of like threw me off. And then I also know that it, you know, I See, I'm also torn because even though I like the like this was probably the best showcase of Von Wagner that we have seen, especially in the last like, you know, couple of weeks for me, he just hasn't been that guy. But today I kind of felt that I liked like all the power moves and you know everything that he was doing. However, it is your basic, you know, WB big guy 101 going out there, doing a choke slam, doing a shoulder tackle, doing, you know, the roaring noises, the high there angle body slams. So very like very like 2005 2006 exactly so i kind of already feel like yeah it was fine and all but it worked and the only reason i feel that it worked necessarily in this match was because you had guys like kyle o'reilly and imperium essentially going in there and making sure which they did their jobs in that sense where like obviously he's the new guy he's only going to be able to bring so much to the table but imperium and freaking kyle o'reilly like when they were anytime 
anytime you had Kyle O'Reilly with any, you know, the two members of Imperium, you essentially had a really, really good uh, caliber wrestling was what you were seeing. Uh, it went a little bit of a different direction with Von Wagner, but it wasn't enough for me to necessarily say, oh, I don't like this match. I love this match. It, it was more than I expected it to be. Uh, I don't know why. I just didn't really have any expectations for this match, and I ended up really liking it. But yeah, I was a little bit torn on Von Wagner's performance. But either way, um, I would like if I'm going to compare all of the new guys, like I would wouldn't probably rank him like at the top. Like there's a lot of people that I would rank at the top, but I wouldn't necessarily completely rank him all the way at the bottom either, though. Like I would say he would probably like for me, he did better than Duke Hudson. Um, but I don't know. It's just different. It depends on what you're comparing things to, though. So it's just like different levels and whatnot. But either way, um, seriously, though, freaking flowers to Imperium. Call oh, and we forgot to talk about the post-match stuff, Sean. No, we didn't, Denise. I just oh, you mentioned it. Sorry. I no, I, I just that. Denise, I have only said to you, what did you think of the match? I have not <laughs> spoken since then. I'm sorry. Denise. Okay, continue on. I won't say anything. My bad. Collins on the Rock says, Imperium did outstanding work. Sometimes I forget how amazing they are, but as a tag team, they're cohesive. So great. Denise, we're proud of you. Yeah, Imperium has really started to work really great together um, as a team. Like they, they fit really, really well, and, and I like it a lot. Jam Beard says, Mr. Sapp sounds like the name of a high school shop teacher from somewhere in Michigan. Mr. Anything sounds like that. What are you talking about? So uh, Jam Beard, actually, I just read that one, but there was a post-match where Von Wagner makes an attempt to attack. Yeah, Denise, because I didn't set that up. You're like, oh, of course, I was just talking about it. Well, I didn't set it up, Are you Denise. done yelling at me? Are you done? Like, why didn't you just jump into my... Muted. Muted. Anyway, there was a post-match segment where Von Wagner went to attack Kyle O'Reilly but Kyle O'Reilly was like, no, not going to happen. Now, the crowd had already shown Kyle O'Reilly like an, an amazing amount of respect, which was great to see. But he saw this coming, and he beat Von Wagner's ass. Like, honestly, after that, I was like, do I need a match? I just watched him beat the shit out of Von Wagner. But after that, Kyle was like, hey, let's leave the cage up this Tuesday Let's do the cage match. Now, I have a report on FightfulSelect.com about how people backstage are feeling about Kyle O'Reilly's future, Johnny Gargano's future, whether they expect him to stay, whether they expect him to leave. You all can go to FightfulSelect.com for that. But, Denise, I thought this was a great post-match, and it it sets up a match on Tuesday in which Von Wagner's probably going to win. So can I say my thoughts now? Well, yeah, since I finally set this up, sure. All right. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate you for giving me the time to give my thoughts here. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Here's where I would have done some tweaking. All right. So you literally just said he kicked Von Wagner's ass. And now I don't even know if I should, you know, see another match. Why should I see it? Why? Because he kicked his ass. All right. Cool. So that pretty much confirms that uh, the way that I kind of felt that they should have done this was, okay, you have Von Wagner essentially turn on Kyle O'Reilly following the match 
All right, cool. Have Von Wagner lay out Kyle O'Reilly. Have him get his heat. Have him get his heat. And then whenever they decide to actually book the match, then okay. Like, in my opinion, I don't think that Kyle O'Reilly should have gotten the best of Von Wagner in this situation because I think that Von Wagner pretty much needed, you know, all that he can get. And had he essentially laid out Kyle O'Reilly, it would have been impressive. And then they could have followed up with this. I feel like they needed, uh, they need to essentially build him up and they could have done so in a very minor way just by having them essentially lay him out simple so it wasn't just that kylo riley laid out von wagner he was telling him to suck it and throwing up the undisputed era sign and saying this is a brotherhood oh boy um so if he is leaving just the mere fact that he was able to do that or did that because we know where he's going if he leaves, Denise. He's going to AEW. He's going to go hang out. with. Because if they sign Bobby Fish, they're signing Kyle O'Reilly. That's just, they're going to do that. I mean, I think anybody watching today, I feel like if specifically just speaking on Kyle O'Reilly, if you, my gut tells me this is it. Like, whatever he's going to be doing with Von Wagner, this is it. That's just what my gut tells me. Indeed. Jose Flores says, Denise putting in the hard work, living the dream, showing out for hardworking women of color. Glad everyone circled the wagons. Uh, of course, we're very happy for Denise and very proud of her for what she did. And uh, But not what, enough to let me talk on this show. I'd let you talk. I let you talk for four and a half minutes uninterrupted to the point to where you forgot that we were just talking about the match and not the post-match yet, Denise. Oh, my bad. I didn't realize uh -huh. that my job was on this podcast was just to shut up. Uh-huh. Uh, KE775 says, have you heard anything about Walter coming to the States permanently? Um, I, I've not, but... Okay, compared to what I used to hear, there's more optimism, if that makes any sense. Um, it's not necessarily, no, that ain't happening anymore. It's... Well, it'd be nice if it happens, and this is from people of influence within WWE, but you never know what that means. What they want and what they get are two different things, and there you go. Uh, people ask me how I got a WWE pre-show panelist on this show. Uh, I paid her. She's a paid shill for Fightful. What can I say? What can I say? <sighs> Denise? Yes? You only lasted a minute. <laughs> Hey, that's all it takes, man. It's all it takes if it's a good, strong minute. Really? Really? Oh. I think you need to keep that energy up. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I should keep that energy you up. You should keep that yeah. energy up. You should really, really make sure that you've got all the nutrients that you need to thrive, Denise. Yes, I do need nutrients. With athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. Whether it's physical, lifestyle, digestion, energy, simplicity, Athletic Greens has you covered. AG1 by Athletic Greens, the category-leading superfood product, brings comprehensive and convenient daily nutrition to everybody. Keeping up with the research, knowing what to do, taking a bunch of pills and capsules is hard on the stomach and hard to keep up with. To, each, to help each of us, rather, be at our best, you simplify the path, by just drinking that AG1. One scoop 
of AG1 has 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more in one daily serving. I've been taking this every day. I've been trying to uh, up my energy by not doing the same methods I've always done. Because as I get older, you know, I want to be, I want to be more safe. I want to be more responsible with that. And AG1 fills the nutritional gaps in your diet. It supports energy and focus. Focus is is very important in my job, especially when Denise talks for six minutes uninterrupted. Uh, vitamin D, of course, is very important. And you know what? How about this? Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune-supporting free one-year supply of vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. If you visit athleticgreens.com slash fightful today, athleticgreens.com slash fightful. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free, any of that stuff. Uh, Baron Black, who has appeared on AEW multiple times, hit me up on Twitter. He was singing the praises of AG1. I've really been enjoying it. I, I bet, man, I, I drank those energy drinks for so long that I was like, I think I almost built up an immunity to them. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try some other stuff. And I tried that, and I really like it. We have a uh, bad one saying, having Von Wagner lay out Kyle after the match probably would have made Kyle look like a dumb baby face for not seeing it coming. Probably would have also annoyed the fans and gave the company heat instead of uh, Vern getting heel heat. It did feel like tonight was more Johnny and Kyle's night, even in loss, than it was... Hey, they're definitely going to put somebody over. I I didn't have a problem with with Kyle laying him out, but I'm I'm you know I hope that Kyle can get a really great match out of Von Wagner on Tuesday because if Von Wagner cannot have a great one on one match with Kyle O'Reilly, that that might that might be a damning thing right there. Yeah, definitely. Daniel says Sean. Do you take it out of Denise's pay when she does the pre-show, like what WWE was going to do with a Twitch? Yeah, I took that zero dollars right out of her, uh, right out of her fightful pay. Oh, NXT War Games, Johnny's Last Stand. So Denise, this was set up by backstage, uh, backstage promos, and Tommaso Ciampa said, "This isn't just about our team. This night is Johnny's night." No matter what happens, that was a very nice thing for them to do, for WWE to allow, for Tommaso Ciampa to do. I, I thought this was classy and self-aware and in incredible taste. And to be quite honest, of late within WWE, that's not what we've been talking about. We've been talking about things been doing, being done in bad taste as recently as two nights ago with a line about future endeavors and all that. This was a very classy wink and a nod and i thought that was a very nice thing for them to do i loved everything about the men's war games i'll just start off by saying that i loved everything top to bottom and uh the match i loved it i really did uh, i think especially on nxt 2.0 this these were great performances by braun breaker and carmelo hayes and then in a completely different way grayson waller got his ass beat this whole match like he was the glue while while Carmelo and Braun had these big star making performances Grayson Waller was the glue and you know what there's always room for that on a WWE roster Dolph Ziggler has made an incredible career and won world titles 
off of being the glue and, and fitting in all over the place. And I think that's a great comparison for Grayson Waller. Meanwhile, I look at Braun Breaker and I'm like, now he's not going to get pushed like Goldberg, but I see a lot of comparisons there. I look at Carmelo Hayes. I see a lot of Shawn Michaels in him. Shawn Michaels sees a lot of Shawn Michaels in Car- Carmelo Hayes. And then Tony D is something completely of his own. He is almost like a meme stock. Like he got sarcastically over and now people just like him. They just like the guy. And he's out there taking these big boy bumps all over the place. You've got all these references to DIY throughout the match. Oh, this is beautiful. I really loved it. Uh, Tell me your thoughts, Denise. All right. So I had quite a few. So first of all, I want to start off by saying that I love the uh, start of war games with Carmelo Hayes and Johnny Gargano sort of kicking this off. They had an incredible, uh, incredible sequence between them. I like how instantly they utilized both rings. I kind of do feel like maybe uh, it took a while for the women's war games to really utilize both rings, but this one was like instantaneous. Uh, Also, it kind of felt a little bit symbolic. You know, we're sitting here talking about Johnny Gargano and this essentially being his you know farewell ta-ta so it's like to have him essentially who has done so much in NXT and so much specifically uh you know as a former uh NXT North American champion to basically kick it off with your current uh NXT North American champion like for me that felt a little bit symbolic and I really like that um I like that the to me the story felt right here where you had you know Johnny Gargano essentially taking on two guys as the babyface I like that um throughout this match Pete Dunne was literally just freaking doing all of these like little things, manipulating body parts. Uh, there was a moment where uh, I believe it was to Grayson Waller where he was putting, or was it? To, yeah, it was to Grayson Waller where he was putting in that freaking kendo stick like in his ear and like practically cleaning it like a Q-tip. Um, I thought that was pretty awesome. Uh, I liked that throughout this entire match, uh, we basically got a bunch of action and it was essentially nonstop. Even just the part where we got the heels essentially locking in the war games like it kind of felt like you know uh a little bit more exciting there was a moment where Ellie Knight when he finally comes into this match and I I was kind of wondering like are they gonna because if you like Ellie Knight his character has kind of been all about him all about him he's not really a team player type of guy so if anything I kind of saw him as somebody that would not be trustworthy in this war games match so when he essentially got locked out of the cage I kind of thought it was for a second I kind of thought he was gonna ditch his team and be like peace you know I kind of I I will say this if they would have done that I would not have hated I actually thought it would have made sense to who Ali Knight is, but you know, obviously, he found his way into the match, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, I did panic a little bit for Braun Breaker when he couldn't get the uh bolt cutters, the freaking plier thingies to cut open the chain. I did kind of panic for him for like a second there because it reminded me of when Paul Heyman couldn't undo the handcuffs uh for uh Roman that one time. Yeah. Uh so I did oh, kind I'd, of feel I'd bad. Erased, I'd erase that from my memory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for a second I was like, damn, I was like, they should have come up with another way where like Braun Breaker doesn't look 
like, you know, like he, you know, he essentially comes in in a more impressive way versus damn, I'm struggling a little bit to get this uh, going in here. The second Tommaso Ciampa came in, he literally just like ran havoc through everybody. I love that. Uh, there was a moment where LA Knight did the belly to belly suplex on Grayson Waller onto the table. I thought, I don't know if it was the way that it was shot or just the, the move itself. I really liked how it looked and the way that it came off presented. Um, when Ciampa did the air raid crash onto Braun Breaker, I really liked that. Especially he did it onto the trash can and that was already broken. So like you can argue that it definitely hurts a lot more when you already have, you know, odd parts of the trash can essentially pointing out in all these different directions. Yeah. I like that. Uh, the Grayson's elbow drop uh, from the, from I think it was, it was, yeah, at the top of the cage to the table onto LA Knight. That was good too. Uh, the crowbar spot, love that as well. Uh, the Braun Breaker spear onto Chompa onto the table. That was phenomenal. Breaker winning. I like this. I thought that, oh, I also like that they didn't essentially incorporate the weapons like literally right at the top of this match. They kind of brought them, weaved them in like a little bit slowly into this match. I like this. They tr it, it essentially trickled in. Um, yeah, young guys got over. Good win. I love it. And that, I think, was important. It, Despite this being a sentimental moment for Johnny Gargano and a lot of people who watch NXT, it is about the future. And NXT is supposed to be about the future at its core. It's okay to be great in the present, but it's supposed to be at the core about the future. Jam Beard says Johnny coming out to Rebel Heart was wonderful. And I love the TakeOver gear mashup with all of his previous TakeOver themes. He doesn't do this stuff by accident. He doesn't do it by accident. Um, Kyle says, Gargano says he will tell all on Tuesday night. Uh, so let me pull this up. After this match, Johnny cut a promo uh, that Sam Roberts posted. And he said, quote, I want to say thank you. There wouldn't be Johnny wrestling without you. You guys know I love you right back. But I'm an open book with you guys and always 100% honest and authentic with you. Because I feel like you guys aren't just fans. We've known each other for such a long time, and you guys are like my family. Right now, I'm beat up. I'm sore. I'm tired. I got a lot on my mind. I want to tell you guys everything, and I'll tell you guys everything this Tuesday. Okay, everybody, come back here Tuesday night. I'll tell you everything. So, I like that. I'll give you guys a little, a little bit of the scoop that I posted on Fightful Select tonight. The people that I were talking to in WWE think their best-case scenario is if they even re-sign both Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano, they believe that Johnny will take time off. That's that's what the people that I talk to believe. And you know what? It would make an awful lot of sense if he did. Um, the man has been at it for a very long time. He's got a child in the way. Um, it would make all the sense in the world. That's what the people I spoke to believe. That doesn't mean that that will happen or it won't happen. But the, the worst case scenario and likeliest of scenarios is that he's hitting the bricks. And I mean, he could leave and then just, you know, not sign anywhere too. There's a lot of options. Um, and people will say, AEW can't sign everybody. You know who they can sign? They can sign Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano. They can absolutely find spots for two of the best wrestlers in the world. Like, it's not going to be an issue. That's not going to be like something that they they struggle to find space for. <sighs> so so what do you think of Johnny like and them le really leaning into hey these guys might leave I think we knew it like maybe we knew it like going into this but literally if you're just watching the show the second that he came out and he really had like an extra 
long pause in his entrance where he kind of like really, really soaks in the crowd. And even just like afterwards, like you just, you just know, like you just feel it. And then this was essentially, this was, you know, this was the baton. And, you know, I mentioned that, you know, the way that they kicked off the match with him and Carmelo Hayes felt symbolic to me. I just, for me, like, I don't, I don't expect to see Johnny Gargano in NXT, you know, after, after this. Chris Williams says Braun Breaker should use the jackhammer. I think it would fit him well. I fear that it would draw too many like push comparisons to Goldberg, though. Like like the cynics would you know zone in on that and be like, oh, here he is, Goldberg Light. You know what I mean? I think no matter what, people will complain about whatever sure. it is they don't like. If he makes it his own and makes it his own thing. <laughs> like you know anything about that. <laughs> I think he can make it work. Like, I, I, like, why the hell not? It's a freaking cool move. I'm a fan sure. of it. Let's do it. We're heading, down the, we're heading down the home stretch, guys. Humperchats.com. Uh, the cool thing about Humperchats.com is if you don't watch the show live, you can leave a Humper Chat ahead of time. We'll read it on the air. So if you're one of the thousands of people who watch our shows after the fact, uh, you can leave a Humper Chat, and uh, you'll get your question or statement read on the air. Orlando says, Grayson is growing on me, and he's having some good matches. D'Angelo is his old, tiring, uh, his old, tiring Italian gangster gimmick. He looked out of gas during the match. I think he was selling. I've been saying this since like literally the beginning of like when we first started seeing Grayson Waller and even more so when he started to be highlighted more on NXT 2.0. He was one of the ones that I think that not everybody necessarily gravitated to right away, but he was one of my favorites like right off the bat because right off the bat, even though he didn't really have a character, they really did. They were having him take L's. All of his matches have been good and he has been impressive. And I've literally been telling people like, dude, keep an eye out for Grayson Waller, keep an eye out for Grayson Waller. And every week we see more and more like, more of that you know like more good stuff for Grayson Waller like he's been one where like out of like a lot of the guys that we've been seeing a lot of the new guys he's been one of my favorites also his selling on the the I, I still want to call him Eli Drake the LA Knight finisher mm. oh my god he took it completely vertically spiked it was amazing even his, his interactions today with Pete Dunn, he was going at it with him too. Like, yeah, Pete Dunn was having his fun with him, but so was he. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. People are saying that your uh, shelf looked a little different on the the NXT pre-show, Denise. Yeah, it did. (laughs) You think I am dumb? Uh, Daniel says, not a big deal, but it annoyed me. The end of the War Games match, all this carnage, the ending was a power slam. Would have put the power slam through a table or on a trash can or something. You know, I don't disagree with that, but I do think you want to maximize the finish as much as possible. But, But how do you feel about that, about it not being through a table or a trash can or something? I thought that given everything that they did prior to this completely made up for that. They literally went through how prior to all of that. So I did not, it didn't take away for the match for me. Ken says the fact we had two companies book war games matches with face advantage in 2021 makes me want to pull my hair out. It's not hard to book. 
I, I'm okay with it. Like you can't make it the same formula every single time. It it can be a little bit different because next year it's probably going to be heel. Almost every time before has been a heel advantage. I'm not. I'm more of the traditional gal. Oh, <laughs> Orlando says Johnny could resign. I could see him be the next Daniel Bryan. Kyle is leaving and going to AEW. I mean, I, again, as I always say, I will not pretend to understand the motivations of artists and especially those with millions of dollars at stake. And both of these guys have millions of dollars in their future at stake. Tune 77 says, I legit got teary-eyed from Rebel Heart. Cora Jade was awesome. Amazing selling her arm. Johnny Wrestling's one of the best in the world. I think Johnny, Johnny Gargano would fit right in on the main roster, too. We've seen that with his character work with The Way. And then, I think he could walk right into AEW. And if you add him to Orange Cassidy... Trent, Chuck, and Chucky, and Chris Statlander. I think they have a a top uh, upper top guy in their faction too that makes them more of a threat as well. So lots lots of opportunity. Nerd Guru says Tuesday Johnny and Kyle should get chanted their way out together. It's only fitting. Kyle is AEW. Johnny I think is dad life for a bit. Then AEW. Where where do you see them going, Denise? Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano. Yeah. For me, honestly, like I hate to sound generic, but I think the answer is definitely AEW. Although, like, don't count out Impact Wrestling either because they've been making some surprise moves. So I wouldn't necessarily count them out here, especially more. Yeah, I wouldn't count them out either, but I would definitely go more with the obvious route being AEW. I would maybe not count it out in the short term for a guy like Johnny who can go to, he can go work one set of tapings and be on a show for two months and then go back and be a dad again and then do something else. But I wouldn't, I'm not counting on it. Orlando says, love the men's war games match. Johnny's gear from all of his, all the takeover matches. It was a star making moment for Braun and Carmelo. Carmelo Hayes, boy, does that guy just get it. He just gets it. And Braun breakers instincts are so good. Just so, so there. Those two guys are really good. KE775 says with all the triple H's guys pretty much gone. Do you think he's coming back? Yeah, I mean, the guy had had a pretty significant life event happen to him, so I don't think they're in any rush to, like, get him back. But, I mean, I think I don't think this just came out of nowhere. I think he knew that, that a lot of this stuff was going to happen. James I says... I hope we see him back. James One says... Right. My step host got stuck in the cage door. Help me! Oh, I was about to say, when the frick did I get stuck on a freaking... St- you know how many times... Oh, whatever, I have no comments anymore. Jambeard wanna- says, <laughs> Step Host is now NXT approved. Congrats, Denise. Step Host uh, made her NXT debut. Pro Wrestling Podcast says, I think next year should be an exploding barbed wire war games. That will not happen. Maybe in AEW it'll happen, but uh, yeah. And for... Like, I always see people say, nobody watches Impact. The check's clear. That's all that matters. The check's clear. Like, <laughs> that's so, that's really sad. The check's clear. Uh, Pro Wrestling Podcast says we're going to have cage matches three nights in a row. That's cool, I think. Wow, gosh, you're right. Um, huh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And that is something they seem to do. Like they, they were like, hell in a cell, three or four nights in a row. It does kind of minimize the the impact there but Denise what do you got going on besides uh you know what you got going on 
Um, all right. Yeah, next week is pretty busy, BTW, like ridiculously busy. I'm supposed to be doing the on top of all my podcasts, Speak Now Pro Wrestling on F4W. Um, on top of that, I have I'm not going to the SmackDown LA show because I'm gonna be doing the MMA show, the uh Lights oh, wow. Out Fighting again. They're having another show, so I'll be there uh doing interviews. And then on Sunday, Saturday. The 11th, on the 11th, I will be in uh, in Texas for uh, Mission Pro. They're going to be having the Silver Bell show. You can watch that on Title Match Network. I will be doing commentary there as well. So that'll be a really good time. And then it, it's literally just going to be nonstop every single day next week. Uh, YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo is where you guys can keep up with all of the video content. And then Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Twitter, most likely, I'm like literally almost at 50K. I'm like 5,500 followers away and I'm trying to get there by 2022 by 2022 I want to kick off the year with 50k uh so if you haven't followed me go follow me I'm super active and every now and then I have a Twitter drama so you guys can come see that oh, come on <laughs> guys uh we we dropped a bunch of interviews over the last week we have a great one with Caprice Coleman where we talk about a ton of stuff from his career like wrestling CM Punk and what's going on with ROH I dropped inside NXT war games with all those those interviews uh, this past week, I spoke to Fred Rosser of uh, New Japan about uh, a promo where he said that he was going to drag Tom Lawler into his yard in front of his family and murder him, bend him over and humble him. I asked him about that. Uh, we dropped an interview with Raquel Gonzalez yesterday here on Fightful, not just talking about war games. We talked about her SmackDown Dark match. We talked about all kinds of stuff. Talked about the Royal Rumble, about Vince McMahon, a lot of cool stuff. Uh, shared the emotional roller coaster that she went on ahead of her uh, SmackDown Dark match. Uh, this week, we've got a bunch of interviews dropping, but every day we've got reviews. Raw, NXT, AEW. You got the distraction on Thursday. Friday is SmackDown and AEW. But then Saturday, I, I haven't been doing ROH pay-per-view post shows of late. I believe I'm going to be here for the ROH final battle post show and then there's a big UFC card that I'm sure we're going to do a fight night watch along for. So come on, join us. Have a good time. And subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Denise, you yes. did good. You did good, Denise. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you all for joining us. This is one of the, the biggest NXT post shows we've done in, in a long time. And right now, if you're if you want some more... Alex and Kate are still live on FightfulSelect.com and uh, they probably will be until like 2 a.m. So head over there. If that's popular, I might have them do that for each WWE pay-per-view. So subscribe, show them some love. Until next time, guys, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.